There's no place like home. It's your central point of life. You live, you laugh, eat and sleep. And ultimately, it's your place of safety. Or is it? What happens when you're living with an uninvited guest? I'm Georgia. And I'm Greg. And this week we're going to be talking about uninvited guests living in your house. Strangers in your home. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think we've got ourselves a couple of pretty creepy stories. At least the one that I'm going to regale you with is. Because mm. we don't know each other's stories this week, so it will all be kind of live responding. Stranger in your home is probably one of the scariest things that can happen to you. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's like an invasion of privacy. I just, oh. Before we get into that, shall we do a couple of questions for each other? Yeah, I think that's a very good suggestion. So, as per the last couple of weeks, would you like to pick a number between 1 and 350? <laughs> okay. Uh, 185. What's the most frustrating product you own? Frustrating product. Mhm. Oh, I'm not sure. I think the only thing I would say would be my phone because it's been playing up lately, um, and that's pretty frustrating when it doesn't charge. But that's quite a boring answer. I don't know. I, f- I think that's pretty relatable. Mm. Especially like, for me at the moment. <laughs> right when you have to wiggle it to a point and just just to get it right, and then it might charge, yeah. and then it'll stop charging all of a sudden. It's like I haven't moved it, I haven't even breathed around it, and yet that's triggered it. You have to get into, like, a new routine for positioning your phone and your charger in the perfect Mm -hmm. position. Yeah. I used to have to, with an old phone, I'd basically weigh the phone down on my bedside table. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'd put a shoe behind it where the charger was because I noticed it would only charge if the angle was, like, pointing down into the charger slot. Oh, okay. Well, as in in the wall? In, in, no, in, charge no. it into your phone. Into your phone. Yeah, into the phone. So, so I had to like tr- try and recreate that angle with a shoe. <laughs> and that was the best, uh, like, utensil. <laughs> or... Yeah, I mean, it might sound a bit over the top, but you've got the nice rubbery grip of the shoe. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't have to worry through the night that my phone is going to suddenly stop charging. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps the sensible, sensible. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go with phones. I think that is, yeah, as you said, very relatable. Phones are a fucking nightmare most of the time, but we can't live without them. Wow. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's a really frustrating product. Yeah. This is like one of my pet peeves is doors that you push to open, but they have a handle on them. <laughs> you know, okay. That's so confusing. <laughs> like, I see a handle for me to pull. You, but I can only push it. Are you one of those people that constantly like walks into doors, like push pull the wrong way, and just the awkward yeah, like yeah. <laughs> dance? And I fully blame door designers. <laughs> and it's not even like a problem that's not been over. Uh, it's not been overcome yet. You know, you know, you see those doors, 
and they've got those like metal panels on the left, and, and on the top of the metal panel it says push. <laughs> you know, no handle to deceive you. <laughs> it, it's, you're never making yourself look a fool with those. Right, so right. what question would you like? Pick for you? another. Okay, I'm going to yeah, go yeah. with number 50. Number 50, which is pretty deep. You could have a whole podcast on this. Oh, gosh, okay. What unethical experiment would have the biggest positive impact on society as a whole? That's a real tough one. That is. That could that could open up a lot of um, worms. Yeah, it reminds me of that. So I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. Just the headline. Not yeah. right now, anyway. No. But it reminds me of that Netflix show or film we watched about those three tri- triplets. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Separated what is it? The, um, uh, the I- th- uh, Identical Strangers or something like that. Um, if you haven't watched that... What, go and watch it. Oh my god, that is incredibly unethical. And the most frustrating thing is, any document related to that and why the scientific projects, you know, came about, why they were doing it, what they found out, has all been um, locked until those people have passed away. So they'll still never have closure of why they were part of an experiment and what it was, what it was all for. Modern day scandal. Mm. So it could have been with the like hope that it would be positive for the world yeah but But we'll never know incredibly unethical but yeah go watch that it's on netflix i think it's called identical strangers or something something along those lines indeed and highly recommend before we turn into a philosophical podcast yeah do you want to begin the story that you've got prepared georgia i do indeed We are going to be transported to Washington in America, the USA. So this story is about a girl called Amber Dawn, and she can be heard sharing her story on another podcast called Criminal Podcast, and there's lots of other news articles that I've you know, extracted all my research from, but I wanted to be sure that it's known that she, I think she makes an appearance on, I haven't listened to podca- this podcast because I don't like listening to other podcasts because it kind of influences how you're going to say the story. But, um, but I want to let people know if you want to go and hear her, I think she speaks on there um, about her firsthand about this story. So this case takes place in Enumclaw, Washington, and Amber is 20 years old. She's moved into a one-bedroom flat flat so i believe this is her first place that she's moved into it's all new it's all exciting um and she's living there alone straight away when she moved in she could hear footsteps coming from the attic she kind of disregarded this um at first because she kind of put it down to it's a new place um you hear new noises and it's you you end up getting used to it and i think everybody and probably yourself Greg, can experience this that you do hear those weird noises that you have to adjust to yeah I, f- I hear noises all the time. Not in a weird way. Well, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you hear, like, the click of some plastic or... Yeah. And you just kind of ignore it. Or something like footsteps, like this lady heard, or something that sounds similar to it. So, you know, she thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get used to that. It's just a new house. It's fine. One night, she was laying in her bed, and she heard the footsteps, or what she thought were footsteps, again, but they were much clearer. 
Amber is very busy, so she is working three jobs at 20 years old, which is impressive in itself. So she didn't really spend much time at her house. Gradually, as time moved on, she started to notice things that seemed kind of odd in her flat. Items such as food, fizzy drink cans, started to go missing. Doors being opened when she was sure that they were closed. At first, she blamed her brother, who actually lived close by, a couple houses down, and he had a spare key, so thought maybe when she's out at work or something, he kind of came in and helped himself to the fridge. Yeah, because you need to be sure about some food going missing, mm-hmm. especially if you live on your own. Yeah, I mean, if you've saved if like you... a, a drink or something for yourself, you, I don't know about other people, but I definitely get excited about different treats or things <laughs> in my cupboard that I've got there ready for me to eat. And if someone's taken that, I will be sure to know that it's gone missing. Yeah, I was. That is what I was thinking. Like, if I have like a nice can of Tango, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I wouldn't just go to the fridge and be like, "Oh, it's been drunk." I'd be like, "Who's had my Tango?" <laughs> exactly. Um, so she obviously thought it was her brother who lived nearby with a key. So Amber had a Alsatian puppy, which I know would be close to your heart, Greg, because you've got one. <laughs> got I do Alsatian. have a long-haired Alsatian. Called Saffron. She's beautiful. Saffers. So she had a little puppy, and when she was going to work and things like that, she would usually keep her puppy in the bathroom to keep her out of mischief, and it's just easier that way that there was nothing to hurt the puppy, um, and she would just kind of set up the, like the day playroom kind of thing in the bathroom. One day, her flat was flooded when she was out. When she arrived home, she quickly opened the bathroom door to find her puppy in the bathroom sink. Now, I know what you're thinking. It maybe hopped up onto the toilet seat and maybe hopped up into the sink, but the toilet was positioned too far away for the puppy to even hop by itself into the sink. Water was everywhere and all over the floor. Um, The puppy was sat in the sink out of all the mess, but it just wasn't possible for this puppy to get there. It was also too young to have that higher jump as well. However, Amber kind of just explained it away, thought nothing of it more. You know, why would you when you are in a flat by yourself? But it is really weird. Yeah, I can confirm that Alsatians don't jump that high. <laughs> At least mine doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you kind of like try and come up with all the different reasons of why that's happened. And, you know, yeah, like I said, you when you live by yourself, you wouldn't possibly think somebody was in your house doing these things. Now, six months later, Amber took her first sick day from work and she stayed home. So it kind of was unusual to the pattern that she worked alongside. And at about 7pm, she heard a loud bang from her bedroom. She thought it was probably the puppy and she noticed that above her bed was like a latched door leading to an attic crawl space. Which is not great. Again, nothing more, it's fine. And then around 11pm in the evening, she decides to go and have a relaxing bath. Now, I think how her bedroom was like laid out, her her bathroom kind of overlooked the bedroom. I don't know if it was like an open plan thing, um, but she could see this um, latched door. Um, to that it crawl space from her bathroom. Nice relaxing bath. She turns the lights off, get the old zen, set the mood. She sinks down into the tub. She looks up. The trap door leading to the attic is open. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Which, <laughs> That's like something from an actual horror film. Right? <laughs> when I read this, I was like, oh my god, goosebumps. It's just... Oh. So, but you're in the most vulnerable position. It's like, you're in, like, you know, naked, in the bath. And she says that, quote, that time slows down. She started to piece everything together. All the odd things that had been occurring in the house. She realised someone was living in her house uninvited. She quietly got out of the bath. She put a dressing gown on. She crept through the bedroom, past the wardrobe, which was mirrored in the dark. She said she was absolutely terrified. She knew that the person that was living in her apartment was behind that door. She didn't believe the person was like a threat. You know, she knew it was someone that wanted somewhere to live. After all, they had looked up the puppy from, like, blood. You know, they cared for the puppy to, enough to lift it up into the sink. Oh. I hadn't twigged. Mm. I thought that the person, the stranger, I know we haven't unveiled whoever this mystery inhabitant is. Mm-hmm. I presumed, evidently wrongly, <laughs> that the stranger in the house had caused the flood and yeah. tried to frame the dog. <laughs> Yeah, that makes way more what, sense. Using its little paws to like turn the tap on. And, yeah. like... <laughs> Are you gonna block the sink? Yeah. Turn the tap. No, no. They're very crafty. No, this this person had put this puppy up there to keep them out of the water and keep them safe while she was out of work. But I'd still feel pretty confident that whoever was in there might do me harm. Well, it's definitely someone that doesn't want to be caught. So I feel like if. You pose a threat to this person, they may react in a way that you don't want. She, I think, you know, she took the best option as silently as possible, tiptoeing past this mirrored wardrobe, which is scary. Um, and she quickly went into her sitting room. She picked her phone up and she called her sister-in-law. And she also picked up a hammer, which, good girl. She's like armed herself, done the best thing. And she told her sister-in-law, somebody is in my house. She left the flat in a dressing gown, with a hammer in hand, one hand, her puppy under the other arm, and waited for the sister-in-law and the police to arrive. That must have been one hell of a look. Oh, well, imagine all the times in Student Village where in first year of university, the amount of times the fire alarm would be set off by some student and we're all stood outside like in our dressing gowns and like <laughs> looking estate. I feel like we've been there. Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it would have been like that. Yeah. But more Alsatians. More Alsatians, that's always the best way. When the police looked around her flat, they only found a sleeping bag and some food in the crawl space, but no person. Amber was unsure of how this person got in. Maybe through the window? Maybe by copying the key and getting a spare one? The very next day, she moved her stuff out. She didn't stay another night. And 23 years later, Amber still, to this day, has no idea who was living in her flat. And she said, quote, This whole ordeal has taught me to trust my instincts. And she tells you all to trust yours. This was a close call from being face-to-face with an uninvited guest. But how... Oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> that was... I can't believe they never found no. who it was. Because there must have been, like, DNA or something. Yeah. 
but I guess if they've never been put on the record that that DNA is yeah, that's just, true. yeah. But also, she was living there for six months. She heard the footsteps the night she moved in. So she was living in her house for six months with a stranger coming down and eating her food. But she blamed her brother. That me for my whole life. Right? You would never trust. How does she live anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can never <laughs> truly feel like you're alone. I just, you'd have to find someone with no attic crawl space. Or like, scout it out daily. Or, better yet, you become the stranger living in someone else's house. <laughs> you'd be the predator. You'd be the... Yeah, yeah. comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you'd know what people would look out for and how to get away with That's, it. Yeah, learn by doing, <laughs> learn by experience. Exactly. She's picked up all the tricks. Yeah. That's um, spooky, isn't That's it? really horrible. Mm. She's that only 20 as well. Oh, God. Yeah. But that's my little story about Amber Dawn. You're going to be sharing a story now, aren't you, Greg? I am. Yours is a little bit more the... criminal, right? Maybe. It's a bit more dead. Well, I don't know for criminal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Legal. Yeah, that's not legal. Please don't go and live in someone's house uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glory guilty told me it was fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay. Um more more extreme. I only know More deadly. More deadly, that's the word. I only know well, I did know the name of the person because we don't want to do the same one because that'd be a bit weird. Um But yeah. Yeah. Over to you. Okay. I'm still rattled from that last one, to be honest. <laughs> should, I do a pal- should I do a palette for you to cleanse it? I've got a challenge for you, Greg, okay? Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Say the word Coca-Cola without your lips touching. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> Say it again. Coca-Cola. <laughs> And now just say it normally. Coca-Cola. Do your lips touch when you say it normally? (laughs) 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 They didn't. (laughs) Coca-Cola. Not even close. Okay, that was really good. Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Right. That's oh. like palate cleanser. <laughs> right. That was a good palate cleanser. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to lanes quite a lot now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Okay. Right. Compose you. Compose you. So the case that I'm going to do is the case of Theodore Edward Coney's and his unfortunate victim, Philip Peters. Uh, This was way, way back in the day, back in 1941, so far before my time. A long time ago. Yeah, I don't even know, it's not even related to my time, it's, you know, ages ago, almost 100 (laughs) years ago now. Uh, Yeah. Peters, Philip Peters and his wife were a really old couple and they lived in a quiet part of Denver, Colorado. Now in September 1941, 
Mrs. Peters was hospitalised with a broken hip, which is probably all the evidence you need that they really were an old couple. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, the neighbour cooked dinner for Philip Peters uh, every night. Obviously, back then there was a lot more community and he was an old guy, so they were all kind of looking out for him and making sure that he was okay while his wife was nice. uh, hospitalised. So when Philip didn't arrive at dinner one night, the neighbour grew concerned. The neighbour went to check on Philip, and when they couldn't get into his house, they found a loose mesh window, which they decided to push a six-year-old girl through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh dear, and I the, can imagine where this is going, it's not going to be pretty, and the little six-year-old. Correct. Yeah, it's not a pretty sight that she got to see, unfortunately. Philip had been beaten to death, and it was an extremely violent crime. It should be witnessed by anyone, let alone a child. Oh, So the police were really, really baffled by this crime. The house was locked, the keys were inside, and no one noticed anyone leaving. Now, our our cunning listeners can probably figure out where this is going, because um, (laughs) I don't know, I know we haven't finalised the name of this episode, but it'll probably be something like Living With Strangers. But it's, yeah, we're probably, (laughs) especially after the first story, you can see where this is going. You know where this is going. Oh, dear. Mm -hmm. But we won't go there now. For now, I'll tell the rest of the story. Mrs. Peters returned home. She hired a living servant to help due to her health conditions, and the servant would hear strange noises. They'd notice things moving, and things would go missing in the house. Mm. Convinced that the house was haunted, the servant quit. Yeah, of course. I mean, the clues are there. You wouldn't assume it was anybody living there. It would just be, you'd, you'd freak out. And it's a scene of a graphic, violent horrific crime as well. murder. Yeah. Oh. You're not, if there was a house that was going to be haunted, it would be that house. Without a doubt. So servants would come and go, all with the same sort of story. You know, the house is haunted, I don't want to be here. You know, I'm moving on to the next job. Eventually, Mrs. Peters left and the house sat empty. The house obviously began to garner a reputation as a haunted spot. Passers-by would see faces in the windows and hear noises coming from inside. And again, that tied into this violent crime. People were probably thinking it was the ghost of Philip Peters, you know, yeah. haunting the house. Definitely the talk of the town, wouldn't it? Mm. It would be, imagine. Exactly. And the, the crime was, you know, it was so violent. Mr. Peters was pistol-whipped. Um, oh. know, beating an old man to death is potentially one of the most gruesome scenes kind of person would have to do something like that what an awful awful thing to do yeah not a good person that's for sure no so because of the situation you know the the rumors and things like that the police were maybe a little bit more pragmatic about what was going on or at least curious and they'd often station people there to watch the house probably buoyed by the fact that they didn't manage to solve the murder were very confused by it. They maybe thought something was going on. Yeah, and especially if there's these accounts of hauntings or, or movement and things go- like the, the house is being odd. So mm-hmm. I guess they wanted to investigate that further. Yeah, probably just were keen to find out if ghosts were real for themselves as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in July 1942, or in fact July 30th, the police heard a lock click and they charged inside. Inside, they found two feet hanging out of a trap door in the attic. <gasps> uh, and if you can imagine, like, you know, little trap door and these two gangly legs just pointing out the top. That's pretty oh creepy my God, in that's itself, so actually. so creepy. That's like, oh, like every haunted movie. They pulled the man out by his legs and they took him in. That man 
was Theodore Edward Coney's. Now they'd actually, when they investigated the crime originally, they'd noticed that trapdoor in the attic. They believed that it was so small that no human being could ever fit through it. So they never looked inside. Oh my god. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, I mean, I would like to think they looked inside, but I guess they wouldn't have gone inside, but it is a... Just at least look. You never know. That's that's poor policing, I've got to say. Yeah, I think 1940s Colorado police have a lot to answer for there. (laughs) At least they got there in the end, to be fair. They were tenacious. It's true. Yes, that is true, but... But not not until after poor Mrs. Peters was living with a... Living there? Husband's (gasps) murderer. Yes, she would have been living there whilst... Her husband's murderer was in their cruel space. Yeah. It's oh, gr- that's gross. He was, as you can imagine, an extremely skinny guy. Very small. And he blamed his skinniness on his mum not letting him play sports. Um, okay. Instead, he played the mandolin. And for okay. those of you that don't know, uh, the mandolin is a stringed instrument. You know, smaller than a guitar, but bigger than a ukulele, I think. And okay. um, apparently, Theodore Coney's was extremely talented when it came to playing the mandolin. And that was, in fact, how he met the Peters. Ah. Coney's met the Peters when he was 17. They were so impressed by his mandolin playing that they invited him to dinner with them. Ah. Coney's actually met the Peters twice more in the ensuing years. But I don't think they'd call him a friend, maybe just more of a casual acquaintance. Yeah. Coney's was a drifter, and he was very, very poor. He'd go from, uh, you know, state to state and just kind of live as a homeless guy, playing his mandolin. Evidently, from this crime, he wasn't a good person. No. In fact, he was probably a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just kind of how he lived his life. He wanted a handout, so that's why he visited the Peters. When he arrived there, he found the house unlocked, and he found the attic floor space. You know, that trapdoor. Yes. And, you know, I can't really imagine this ever going through my head, but for whatever reason it went through his head, okay, I'm going to live here now. Uh, how, why? So why? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. I mean, they were living there as well, like... Philip Peters was there, you know, he'd come back, it wasn't like it was an abandoned house. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want to get too gross either, but he would literally go do his toilet business. I was going to say that, I was like, what about all of that sort of things, your normal bodily functions and, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a state, apparently, didn't it? Oh. And they found it. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. The stench no. apparently was awful. But yeah, that's oh, as far as God. I'm going. Oh, God, move along, move along. <laughs> <laughs> what a dirty, stinky man. Okay, so moving on, moving on. We'll go back to the house situation. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he was in the attic floor space, or he was living in that kind of trap door. And uh, Philip Peters caught Coney's helping himself to food. At that point, Coney's killed Peters in a frenzy. And then, instead of running away from the crime, decided to return to the attic. So, again, the, the attic space was so small that the police concluded that it was so uh, too small for any human and only a spider could live within it. So yeah. when they eventually caught Coney's, he got the label of the Denver Spider-Man. Oh! Yeah, that's okay. what he was known as. Interesting. What an overreaction. Like, he got caught stealing food. I, I don't think the normal reaction would be let's kill this man in the most brutal fashion. Yeah, Wouldn't he... you just leave? Wouldn't you just... Ah! And run away? I don't... Why kill that man? And then why the balls to live in that house afterwards? Are you joking? Yeah, you think that your natural reaction would just be, okay, I've been caught, I'm going to run away now. I'm going to dash. Did he want to be caught? I mean, if he went to prison, I don't know 
what the prisons were like at that time, but he'd get three meals a day or at least two meals a day in a... <laughs> A shelter over his head. I think it'd be better than any crawl space that he's living in, in his own filth. Uh, yeah, you'd think so, actually. Why? I go- yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were going down the route of like, oh, prison- prisoners have it easy, but actually <laughs> I can see what you mean. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no. They- prisoners might not have it easy, but it's got to be better than sitting in your own shit yeah. <laughs> in a tiny little attic crawl space. And the fear of being caught, and surely it's better. Surely it would be better than that. But no, by all means, I, I don't think they have it easy. <laughs> no, yeah. I think um, a, he is just, he must have just been a very bizarre man. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just don't fully understand the reasoning. And it, and it's terrifying, right? Like both of oh these cases God. are, you know, obviously we read a lot of murder cases and we, we, we read about like serial killers and things like that. And neither of these people were serial. In fact, there wasn't even a death in your case. But the no. concepts of, Living in your own home, the place of safety, where you know you raise your children or whatever, and oh, you've got someone living there. What an there. invasion of privacy! I think that's such a violation, and I, it would take years and years to recover. I think about you know poor Amber in our, my first story. How do you ever trust that you are truly alone and safe in your house where you? She lived there for what six months with a stranger in the house. I. How can you ever be truly sure there's no one in your house again? It would it would defy all your logic as well. Mm. Like, the fact that Amber didn't... You know, when there was the dog in the sink, it wasn't like she was like, oh my god, there's someone living in my house. Or even that someone's come into my house but not taken anything and just saved my dog. It was like, this is some weird miracle, probably. Yeah. And that was where her mind went. It, it's, it's so... No one ever expects this to happen to them. And it's so, so far... far. From our realities. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> it, it is horrible. Like, there's. Do you, do you ever do you ever get this yet? Like, sometimes because I'm working from home at the moment, and I know sometimes you do too. Yeah. And you'll hear something, and you'll just be like, "Oh, that would probably just be some like clicking in the wall or something like that." And your mind is never, "Oh, there's oh someone in there." Because why would it? No, it just exactly that. Exactly. I hear creaks. I hear all sorts, and I just put that. Oh, it's nothing. It's just the house. You know, I've. I've been here quite a while now, but it's still a relatively new place I've moved into, and I still put it down to, it's a new place, it's just something yeah. I get used to. Not once have I ever thought, maybe I should now, I've never thought there might be someone in my walls or my uh, attic crawl space or living under my bath. I, 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 you just don't. Yeah. You just don't go there. Yeah, it's that's a horrible thought. I, I, I'm, I'm the same, like, I've not been in this house for that long, and uh, in my bedroom, there's like a like a half door. That oh, um, yeah, because we've got like a very pointy triangle roof here. Oh and yes, I have seen actually. Yes, like part of the attic, in essence, is like through a little door in my Ooh. room. And I just like these days, I always make sure it's shut, man. Like, and I've got <laughs> I've got like my keyboard in front of it, like parked in front of it, because I'm like, if that ever opens for any reason. I want oh, to know. <laughs> I, I, might, know. <laughs> I might have to like get your sister to prank you or something and like oh, open just... it and like leave it ajar. <laughs> <laughs> She's in Northern Ireland now, so I'm safe from any oh. pranks. You'd, you'd have to get my dad to do it. Or my yeah. Dog. But Saffron, okay. my dog, also like initially when we were here, she'd love to go in there and yeah. just or just like stare at it as well. <gasps> oh no 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 no! I'm not. I am not up for that. Yeah. It's Dogs have like a sixth sense. Oh god, yeah, it's scary. It's it's. I mean, I keep loads of stuff in there, and I go into it, obviously. But 
I'm just always in the back of my mind, like, if there was ever going to be a place where I'd be haunted, it would be from here. Right there. Right there. Right there. It's just if Saf is, like, acting weird around it. Ooh. She is a weird Spooky. dog, to be fair. Could just be She's that. She's lovely. Lovely dog. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, they were great. I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's a really unusual topic to choose. and I fear I... we've terrified our listeners, then. They're all going to be checking their <laughs> attics, checking their cruel yeah. spaces. What would be great to hear is like, I know we've only done three episodes. In fact, it's only one that was like one full episode worth of true crime. But like, how does this week's episode compare to last week's where, you know, it was a lot of me talking about one case. Do you prefer, and this is to the listeners now, like, do you prefer splitting it in half and having one case each? Or do you like us to do one like we're open to opinions let us know yeah a, a longer more thorough detailed episode where one of us takes charge or yeah like greg said um a split where we do two shorter stories it's up to you awesome should we run through the socials yes absolutely send your emails to us at gore and guilty podcast at gmail.com send us your stories your true crimes your paranormal your Everything in the future, we'd love to do some listener tales and share stories that you've had happen to you. Yeah, if you've ever had someone living in your house without you knowing that, so, or oh if God. if you've ever lived in someone's house without them knowing. Yes, yeah. Maybe we, we need to get the other perspective here. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let us know if you've ever lived in someone's house uninvited, and we'll keep it. We'll keep it anonymous. We've got Instagram Gore and Guilty Podcast, Twitter at Gore and Guilty, and Facebook group Gore and Guilty podcast we should be on most platforms now where you can hear our podcast like it share it review it let us know what you think um and if you have any questions for us yeah we want to hear your questions we've already been getting some really great interaction with you guys so yeah drop us a line on on instagram we'll always reply (laughs) yeah well thanks guys for listening i hope you enjoyed that one and don't forget guys we won't judge if gore is your guilty pleasure Woohoo! Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye.